0: Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock
1: Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And, you know, like always, you know, we are talking about not only ways to shock our potential, but the ways that we interact with our world. And this month, we are talking about the something that's near and dear to my heart, and if you've been following us for a while, you know we did this last year, is we're celebrating veterans. And in fact, this year we're celebrating veteran entrepreneurs, why? Because I think there's something incredible that we all should learn about those that go and fight for us in our country. But I also love the lessons that they've learned that help us no matter whether or not we've been in service or not, and my guest today is going to touch you on a lot of levels in terms of his background. I'm really anxious to hear more about what he does. Now, I'm going to introduce him first as Sensei. Sensei Dave Armstrong was a product of a broken family. Uh, he was part of foster care, youth correction facilities, and he was also, at age 13, had a uh, had a really devastating loss in his life of losing a parent. You know, he talks about being an at-risk youth and a product of inner city educational system. And part of that, let me tell you, this is something that many of us can't even imagine. He was predestined to run with gangs, not graduate high school. And uh, really most of uh, the people in his area were dead or in jail by the age of 18. When his mother passed away, Sensei Dave lost all contact with his family. He was in and out of boys' homes, juvenile detention, foster homes, until he turned 18. And that's, uh, as you know, especially those of you who have listened to um, my uh, interviews with John DeGarmos and talks about those that transition. I'm using the air quotation. air quotes, out of state custody, there's even more challenges for youth with that. But along the way, he was influenced by many amazing people. And uh, one of them was an Air Force pilot, and one was a sensei, his first martial arts instructor. And without their mentoring, he says, you know what? he would not have been able to mentor, guide, or help motivate the thousands of youth that today he helps with. Sensei David is now retired after 24 years of service to our country in the US Air Force. And he sat on the board of directors as VP for many nonprofit organizations. He's created his own martial arts mentoring program on three martial arts studios in the US. And today he's been able to travel and see the world. And he's not only a life coach and a motivational speaker, but he is someone who is destined to make a difference. So joining me all the way from his lovely home in Greece, Dave Armstrong. Dave, thank you for being with us today. Michael,
0: what an introduction. Thank you. I I appreciate that. I feel good <laughs> be on my back. Boy, I'm feeling great now. <laughs>
1: I always say that people's bios just fascinate me because they're the, they're the catchphrases that we know we want the world to know about us. They're little bits of information, yet they still only tell a story, and they're only part of our story. So let me let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more in your own words about you, as well as you know your military career and how it helped you to shock your potential.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I can't really say much more about me other than what you've said. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm retired in Greece after uh, serving 24 years in the Air Force. After I retired, I and I, I sold my martial arts schools. I, I, you know, just I didn't need to work anymore. So I came here to Greece and I was like, wow, this is the the dream. This is the absolute. This is what everyone is working toward. And after about two years of that, I said, I'm not okay with this at all. (laughs) I can't I can't stop working. I can't stop doing stuff. So I had to find a new why. Right. And so a lot of your entrepreneurs out there, a lot of your listeners um, may have had to find a new why or are in the process of finding a new why during covid, during changes, during layoffs. And you go, well, what am I doing this for? Or maybe you're an executive sitting, at, you know, in the perfect position, and you go, Yeah, this is great, but what else is there? You know, what else is there in, in, in life? And I want to just f- be fulfilled a little more. And and so um I was lucky. I've been able to realize my whys because we're not just subject to have one. Um, early on in life, you know, I started developing myself, my mind, my skill set, my everything, uh, out of, out of necessity, you know, I had to do that out of survival. Um, and so. Yeah. After joining the air force, I retired here and I said, you know what, I I have to do something else. I gotta, I gotta continue to give back and contribute and help and bestow all the stuff, all the information, all the knowledge that I've been able to accumulate. Over forty something years, or twenty something years, depending on what day it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and and I gotta bestow that upon people uh, in in order to to help them not have to go through all the stuff that I did. Right? That's what I think. That's what knowledge sharing is all about: is taking something that you've you've been able to overcome, you've been able to learn, you've been able to do, and give it to someone else. And so that's what I do now. That's what I do. I, I help parents and I help entrepreneurs. I help people just uh, really crush life is what I call it. Crush life.
1: And I know you do a lot of work in schools. Uh, yeah. We were talking about that right before we started. And and I can see that desire, that passion for you to help other young people not go through some of the challenges that you faced or, or accept the, the life story that they feel like they've been written into. You know, because like you said, you know, I mean, yeah. I grew up here. This is what was expected of me. I, if I made it to 18, I was lucky, but I was, you know, probably be in jail. You know, that's that's not an easy thing to help kids see that maybe they could put that book down and open another book. I think I just gave you a great title for a new book. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. I do that often. <laughs> yeah, you know, um,
0: after I retired, I wrote a book. I actually, you know, I wrote a a, a, a autobi an autobiography of uh, and just tried to put so much knowledge and experience in there. And and Michael, that's doing so well. I get messages every day. Not every day. I'm exaggerating. Every week, a couple times a week, <laughs> I'll get a message from someone, and it makes me feel so good. Going, you know, hey this book changed my life or this you know, all of this, or just asking me questions. How was it when, you know, your mom passed away and you had no one and you were, and, you know, what did that feel like? And, and oh my gosh, I love every question. So anyone out there, if you buy the book, uh, why me, my fight for life, and you want to send me a message, send me a message. Cause I'll, I'll be your BFF after that. I promise. <laughs> I'd like to talk and, and uh, make friends.
1: Well and that's important too because not only are you you know putting your book out there as you know telling your story but you are trying to give people hope that there are other ways that you can come out on the other side of what your circumstances may be at that moment in time.
0: Absolutely. You know, it we We all have to figure out how to overcome. That's one of the words that I jotted down just now is overcome. And so no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you're trying to do, what you've um, been doing, and then all of a sudden it's come into a brick wall like COVID or, you know, the loss of a a family member or whatever, um, the word overcome is pivotal. And we all have to learn how to do that in our own way, right? We have to take some some skills, some knowledge, hire some people, do some things, um, it's incumbent upon you to learn how to overcome for you. And and people, unfortunately, don't think they deserve to overcome, so they just get in the cycle of every day, right? How many people out there are listening and your every day is, this relationship that I don't like, or this yeah. uh, employer, this job that I hate to go to, right? And But you're just in the cycle because it's comfortable. We we as biological beings like comfort, comfortability, right? We like to be comfortable. We want just things to kind of go and we just can go on autopilot. This is what we're like biologically what we do. So unfortunately that doesn't work to our benefit all the time because in order to overcome, you have to become uncomfortable,
1: right? Absolutely.
0: Think about that. So I I tell my clients, seek to be uncomfortable. Seek something new, something different. You know, open open up the, the schema that you have, the, the thing that you think about yourself uh, every day. Open it up just a little bit every day and go, you know what? I don't know all that I think I know, right? I don't know all that I think I know. There's right. so it's a it's a vast world, it's a vast universe. How how is it possible? We haven't even explore, uh, explored the depths of the sea, right? On on earth. We don't even know what's literally down there. So how do you think you know everything? Yep. So every day we sh- we should be seeking, seeking new knowledge, growth.
1: And it is so important because it's interesting as you were talking about that, I was thinking how, how many times those of us, you know, cause we've all been there at some point in time, whether it's a job or relationship, a situation where we don't want to be in it, but it is more comfortable to stay in it than to have the fear of the unknown. Mm. And it's. It's, it can be paralyzing for people and um, and to make those changes and choices uh, takes a leap of faith and that leap of faith is really saying i don't know what's going to be under my feet when i make this jump but at least the power to say but i know it can't be much worse than it is right now
0: yeah, <laughs> you know, I've got yeah that to jump absolutely and you know what i'm all, I'm all about preparation so preparing to jump right? Very preparing, preparing to jump. I remember um, I had a program where I was uh, training women that were being battered by mm-hmm. their spouses. And it was called, it was an organization called Tessa in Colorado or Washington, one of the two. And I would bring women that were being battered, that were part of the Tessa program over to my martial arts schools. And I'd teach them self-defense. And yeah. I did this for free. I just wanted to, to help. And I remember consistently seeing the same women going in and out of that relationship for months. And you go, well, what's this bruise again? And they're going, yeah, I know. And, 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 and you go, well, wow, it will be the same if you don't change. Right. So, but it's scary when you have no resources, right. When you have, when you can't see, past the darkness. You can't see on the other side of that wall. And I'm not just talking about being battered or relationship. I'm talking about even entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. When you're when you're going, you know what? I need to I need to pivot or I need to make a change or I need to hire some people or I need to close the business down. I remember I had to move my martial arts school because I was I was silly enough to think that I was going to move it into a neighborhood, a low income neighborhood to try to give back and get the kids in there and stuff. And that did not work. And so months of me paying out of my pocket, I go, well, at some point, this is not business. It's a hobby. So your your business makes you money. Your hobby takes your money. So, you know, and I wasn't trying to have a hobby. I was trying to have a business. And so. Sometimes it's really hard to see past that wall, right? Yeah. Sometimes it really is. But you have to you have to figure out how to look around that wall and peek and go. You know what? Let me get ready. I need to get a parachute, right? Yeah. Or I'm, I'm going to get a hang glider because I can glide down. I'm going to get I'm going to get some rope because I could just rappel down, right? Yes. Whatever's on the other side of that wall, because it, you 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 owe it to yourself.
1: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And afterward, I'll tell you a story about me climbing a large wall and how I got down to the other side because I think that's a great story. Uh, All right. <laughs> in the middle of a tough mutter. Uh, Dave, I, I love you. So we're going to take a quick uh, break, Dave. We're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Imagine starting a long journey without a map or even a clear idea of the obstacles ahead. That's exactly what it's like for entrepreneurs who start companies with a lot of passion. But without the financial expertise to grow and scale their businesses and create long term wealth for their families. Find a financial advisor who can help you map a better journey. Wayne Titus shows you how in his book, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Well Being. With the right advisor at your side, you'll have the freedom to focus on what really matters to you. Get the Entrepreneur's Guide to Financial Wellbeing at Amazon.com and in the virtual bookstore on the Shock Your Potential app. And we are back with Dave Armstrong. Dave, um, tell me, you know, with your career in the military, how did that prepare you or did that prepare you or did you just have it in you? become an entrepreneur because I think I'm fascinated by people. I don't think I would make a very good person in the military um, because I'm not that organized and I'm not that disciplined. Uh, But maybe, I mean, it could probably change my life if I really, you know, would have allowed it to, but, you know, did that tie into your success as an entrepreneur or not? Or, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Michael, I think every, everything, every failure and success one has in their life ties into the next moment. Mm. You, you you, get what I'm saying? So I use everything of my past, every aspect of my past, good, bad, ugly mm-hmm. to tie into my current and my future. And so this is, a, this is um, a skill that I had to develop. This is definitely personality based. This is, um, uh, you know, some programming that I had to have when I was a kid, uh, as as a survival mechanism. But the truth is, all of that has really made me become a really good entrepreneur. But mm-hmm. no matter what your background is, you can always use your past, your knowledge, combine that with the current, your present, uh, whatever you're seeking. So when I des- decided to be a become a life coach, I said, okay, well, I want a life coach certification or something. And I start looking around. I go, well, this is BS. There's no life coach certification really. It's just a bunch of random people going, hey, I tore a piece of paper and now I can coach you how to tear a piece of paper. And I said, okay, this is ridiculous. So I said, mm-hmm. well, I'm going to go get a psychology degree because that was and, – and I found one. I found Liberty University, and they actually had a, a bachelor's degree in psychology with an undergrad in life coaching. So I thought, mm-hmm. well, that's perfect, right? So, um, so that's what I did. So my point is uh, consistently seek knowledge for your present. Draw from your past to secure your future, right, to secure that dream, to – see that dream come to fruition. And, and it really, truly is that simplistic. We overcomplicate it, but it truly is that simplistic. I, I talk to people about holding on to their past, they've been raped, they've been traumatized, they've been, and I go, okay, great, now what? And it sounds maybe harsh, but uh, literally, now what? So you can either use that to secure your future, or leave it behind because you know it's not doing any good to, for your for your current, right? Right. So we're all, we're, you know, everybody's talking about. Oh, I'm I got a blockage. I got and okay, I get it. I get. It. I've been traumatized. I was beaten when I was a kid. I watched my my dad beat the hell out of my mom and myself. I shot my dad when I was th- uh, uh, 11 years old. Got sentenced to a boys' camp. Um, okay, I didn't kill him, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. so what? Yeah. So what I've done is I've used that. Right. This is what I'm talking about. Whatever your past is, it doesn't matter. You can either use it or leave it the hell behind the end because we all want a better future. Every single one of us wants a better future. So so to answer your question, um, um, yeah, the Air Force, the Air Force prepared me to be an entrepreneur. So did my past. Right. Um, There's some core values that we have in the Air Force. Integrity first service before self and excellence in all we do. And and that's a model that I've brought over to my my career, my current career and to everything I do. Right. I want to be excellent in everything I do. So I set, my, I set my day up. I set my life up. I set everything up to, to become excellent, right? Excellent. Not good. Not me- mediocre. Excellent, right? And then service before self. So I'm consistently looking for ways to help others. That's not at the expense of myself. There's right. a difference, right? There's a difference. Not at the expense of my, my, my sanity or my health. or or my desires or my heart, but service before self, right? I'm not thinking about me all day, all the time, constantly. I'm thinking about others when I can, when I'm healthy, when my mind is in the right place, but I've done everything to be excellent, to make sure that my mind is in the right place, to make sure that I am able to serve before I'm thinking about me consistently, all right? And then uh, integrity, integrity, oh my goodness. Uh, I can talk all about integrity all day, mm. you know, um, the, 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 we, we often tell ourselves, well, it's just a little white lie <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: and, and I don't have those. I don't allow those. I don't think those are healthy that either I lied or I didn't, I don't care what it's about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't care who it's to. And I and no one likes to lie. So I, I often say, like, did you enjoy doing that? Right. Did you enjoy stealing out the register? I remember doing that when I was a kid. I had a job at thrifties. I used to steal out the register all the time. Did you enjoy lying to your spouse? Did you enjoy going over to that girl's house or that guy's house instead of coming home? Did you enjoy that? It's simple as that. Did you enjoy it? And then if the answer is no, then you go, well, why? Why are you doing it? And so this this um this transcends into entrepreneurship, right? This transcends into leadership, this transcends into management. So everyone, no matter where you are in life, what you're doing in life, these 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 core values, integrity, first service before self and excellence and all we do, transcends into what your life is today.
1: Yes. That's, that's I agree. Simple. I love it, and it's and it's really true. And I think I, I think it's beautiful too that you took you take the motto of the Air Force and you live by it. It's it's true to your point of taking you know what your past was and using using those elements to further your future. Uh, absolutely. Well, and I, let's talk just a little bit about you know I know your life coach, um, and I know you love to speak at schools also. But tell us a little bit about your coaching business. You know who who's the who's the ideal person that you like to work with or who's best suited to work with you. And, and, you know, because obviously all my listeners are going, Hmm, I don't, maybe this is the person for me. Talk, talk about who's, you know, who's the, who's the best match.
0: I want to say everyone, but uh, you know, (laughs) I hired a business coach to really help me at one point (laughs) and I need to niche down. And, and it's so hard for someone like me that, A, I just have a big heart. I just really, I want to see people better. I want, if I could say, I call it aha moments. So if I could say something and create an aha moment for someone, no matter where it is in your life, if if I can create that aha moment, I'm so happy. You know, whether you're paying me for it or not, I'm just really happy. But uh, my niche is parents. Okay. So if you're a parent of a teenager, all right and you're having some struggles with him or her, that's what I do. Every month I build courses, I have programs for parents um, that they could buy, that they can do one-on-one coaching, they can buy pieces of the program. Uh, So for example, last month was on goal setting, how do you teach your teen how to properly set goals, right? And this is a great one because the parents and the teens can use this information. So uh, I released that course, and then uh, they, people can buy that course separately or they can enroll into the entire program for 12 months. And then we have courses on uh, two months ago, it was on bullying cyberbullying and physical bullying and how to how to overcome that, how to see the signs. Uh, I run a summit every quarter, so we're going to have actually Dr. Dr. John's going to be on the summit. I, oh, I, just,
1: yeah, I
0: just, I just talked to him. I just uh, messaged him this morning, but yeah, so he's going to be on the summit uh, as well as uh, a couple of other amazing people. Um, so I I do a lot of stuff for parents and for teenagers, but uh, if someone's listening and they go, wow, something. Something that guy just said resonated with me. I think he can help me with my business. Reach out to me. I, I will. I I try to keep a a, a good work life balance, more more life than work, because I've done a lot of work in the past, and I'm able to do life right now, a lot of it. So uh, I only take ten clients on at a time. Um, Excellent. So yeah, that's it.
1: Excellent. Well, that goes right into my next question. And that is, we will have all your contact information on the show notes, including links to your book. But just in case somebody does want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to find you?
0: Uh, Info at upna.net. I'll I'll reply back, I promise, um, to everyone. I make sure every week I go through a couple of times a week and I reply back to every single person that messages me. So... As long as it's manageable.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's not spam.
0: (laughs) I know, right? Thanks, Michael, for everything. I know.
1: Those spammers are getting really creative. They're annoying me to no end. Well, I love it. Well, Dave, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers?
0: I do. Um, You know, we talked about overcome. Um, Let's talk about perseverance. Mm -hmm. So there are going to be times that it feels like what you're after isn't worth it. There are going to be times going to be times that you're going to feel like you should just give up Mm -hmm. that you should just go back to whatever dot, dot, dot. And I'll tell you, if you have a thought out dream right a why a true passion it's going to be hard but it's going to be worth it Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so i want you to please remember that it it's going to be hard but it's going to be worth it when you when you sit back in two three four five years and you go you know what i had some hurdles those first two years i was broke as heck those first two I don't know what you know, boy. I don't know how I got got by those first two or three years. But now I'm not only making the income that I want to be making, but I'm having the impact that I want to have. You're going to thank yourself or or send me a m- message, info at upna.net, and thank me. <laughs> You're going to thank yourself. You're going to seriously thank yourself for sticking to it. So persevere.
1: I agree. And those are, you know, like many people say and I and I, every time I hear it it reminds me is that often your biggest breakthrough and opportunity comes just at that moment when you think you can't take another step, when you don't know if you, yeah. you know, have the rope to scale down or you have the kite to jump over, and those are usually the pin- pinnacle moments that the per- perseverance is so important right at those times.
0: I agree. Yeah, I agree.
1: I love it, Dave. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us and your honesty in your background. Um, it's quite motivating for me. And you have been a fabulous guest. Thank you so much for being with us.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much, Michael. <laughs> thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more